Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Did you notice how they didn't say Motorsports Mofo, Six Wild or Blondie? But I will. Welcome to the show, folks, and I hope you're having a great day, great week, and anything in between. And as we get into the spooky season, we're looking at a lot of candy, so a lot of us, like MoFo, are probably going to get fat. But on that note, welcome to the show, MoFo, Six Wild, and Blondie. What up? Hello. Happy to be here. I'm glad you are. I well, know that sometimes uh, you're not. He injected some of that moonshine into those candies. <laughs> I thought this semen. was more of a charity event when I was asked to be here with you, to be honest. <laughs> oh, is that so? <laughs> so welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, hope you guys have been doing well. Can't complain. No one would listen even if I, uh, if I was uh, doing And sports. Six Wild, how you feeling there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> a little to the left. Okay, okay. Too much candy? Halloween's over? Not enough. Oh, not enough, not enough. How about you, Blondie? You don't look like you ever eat candy or a sandwich. <laughs> wow thanks <laughs> you're healthy i know your husband needs them all i wonder who that is anyways moving on uh so today is kind of a weird show uh you know there's this whole idea of like this corporate culture some people call it the corporate math other people call it um uh, i think it's called quiet quitting and the idea behind quiet quitting is the idea that you're only doing what you're asked to do no more no less i call that doing your job i don't know what do you think there's six i mean you know it's funny, right? Like uh, you're getting paid a wage, you're getting paid a certain amount of dollars, and you gotta ask yourself, what's those dollars worth? What is that job description, right? And you don't want to be doing more than what that dollar is worth. Agreed. So I, I kind of look at it from your perspective, and it's like, well, if I'm not looking to maybe get higher up in the company, if you will, <laughs> we're keeping you up. Apparently, why would you be expected to do more, right? Yeah. Should you not be happy that someone wants to do their work competently? I know Mofo is very busy in thought. He looks like... Uh, he's eating candy. Yeah. I was going to say he looks like he's eating something. Did you check those for razor blades? Yes, I did. Just making Thank sure. You. Thank God for Blondie. He I, think, I think it comes back to what your job description is. Ultimately, I think depending <clears throat> on who you are, some people are going to be well more, more motivated to push a little bit and maybe go a little bit above and beyond... The requirements but i mean that being said i think ultimately it comes back to what the job description is and not for me i don't mind doing a little bit extra because it's just who i am as an example but i think as long as you're doing it for yourself and not so much for the company because at the end of the day so you're a go-getter basically yeah but i still have limitations of course mm -hmm. i think there's also a workplace culture where uh people go into these jobs and uh we might be uh doing what we're supposed to be doing but then we start to concern ourselves about other people's performances or we start to concern ourselves about other things that aren't getting done and we start to put unnecessary stresses on ourselves uh, in a workplace where we're like, well, we got to worry about this, we got to worry about this, we got to worry about this. And then we forget to think about the fact that, well, wait, but my area is just this. Why am I going beyond this area? Why am I stressing myself out? And then we end up wearing ourselves down, wearing ourselves thin. We end up blaming everything else. We end up hating everything well, else. personal relationships probably suffer as well i believe oh yeah and it's like you're 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 going well beyond 
Um, you know, I think of it in terms of like you've got a worker and you've got a supervisor, for example, right? So the worker is getting paid X dollars, the supervisor gets paid X dollars, and then the worker gets disgruntled or upset about other people within their area, like not doing their thing, and they start to complain and, you know, become disgruntled and they don't want to do their work, but they're so busy worrying about everybody else's work. And it's like, but wait, you're, you're not getting paid a, a supervisor's wage. You're getting paid to focus on this area of responsibility, focus on this area of responsibility. Why are you worried about the other people? That's this person's job. So then we get stressed out and we, you know, shorten our own lifespan because of stress and unnecessary stress. And yeah, it sucks. Okay. What about you, Blondie? What is, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I see what you mean. Like with that, like I, even in my own job, I know that someone who would have been classified maybe a little higher up than me would end up putting, I find their stress was on me. So then in turn making me more stressed but meanwhile it wasn't my work or my stuff to be stressed about it was theirs precisely it was like basically left and put on me because oh all of a sudden now this needs to be done and i need your help to get it done and it's like well now you've given me access stress that i didn't need because you dropped the ball or whatever the case was right so yeah it's just like well i'm only getting paid x number of dollars and my hours are say nine to five or whatever and that's what I was told I only had to do. So that's what I'm going to do. So why do more? Right. Precisely. So I, I think even though like when you say about why do more, I think for some people, the ideology is simple about, you know, why do more than I have to. But I think in some cases too, I think just in society, the way things are, people are just, they're busy that they've, you know, social network of friends and things they want to go do experiences. Families. Yeah. And the whole, the whole gambit. I think it's, even if they, want to do more it's oh I, i've got to go do this after work i've got to pick up that i gotta to go to soccer practice i got uh you know still want to spend some time with the fam and you know maybe there's something just you know they want to hit the gym or a personal project that's in the mix and i think even with the best intent only fans yeah uh speaking for six wild <laughs> extra and, income i think he sells feed photos weirdo just toes Okay. And, uh, not even thank you again foot. for listening, folks. That will be all. <laughs> I like to share pictures of my baby's arm holding an apple. I know you've heard that before. <laughs> I said it to Mo, folks. I know he he doesn't know what they look like. I don't want to know. <laughs> but I just no. Next. But back back to the point. I just Fruit think bowls. ultimately people are busy and they have their own agenda of things they wish to see out in the course of a day. There's only so many hours in that day, and ultimately work just becomes you know well. That's work. It's I've, I've just got to do. It's this almost secondary, is what, like in yeah, a sense, right? Absolutely. Like you're going there because you have to. But obviously, if you had a choice, you wouldn't be going there. You'd be 100%. hanging out with your family 100%. or your friends or what other obligations you have to hold. So, will I have you guys in your attention? I'm going to play a video. It's uh, by this uh, lady, Robin L. Garrett, and uh, she talks about it. But she talks about it in a different way than we kind of talk about it. But it, it, it obviously it's cynical, but it's good. Let's take a listen here very quickly. Mm. You all get this corporate math thing because these comments are A+. Corporate math is giving unlimited time off, but shaming workers who take more than a week of vacation. It's asking employees to have 10 years of experience in a bachelor's degree, but only being willing to pay $18 an hour. It's having record profits, but not being able to afford raises because of the economy. It's refusing to give a 60K employee a 5% raise, losing them, but then being willing to hire a $120,000 consultant. It's saying people are more productive in person and forcing RTO while having record profits 
profits and productivity. Corporate math is expecting people to attend five meetings. They're all scheduled at the same time. <laughs> it's purchasing the $5,000 tool that breaks in six months instead of the $15,000 tool that won't break. Corporate math is getting mad at employees for overtime while they would also get in trouble if they left on time before the next shift arrived. It's a project that's identified to cost $100,000, but finance will only give you 40, and then they're mad when it's late and not optimal. Corporate math is not having enough money to do it right, but having enough money to do it twice. You all are incredible. Also, I'm sorry. You all get this. So with that being said, corporate math, this is a, that, that was a part two, but I think that one encapsulates a lot of people's lives. Now, going through that a little bit piece by piece. So first of all, she talks about the idea that you get a lot of time off, but you're not allowed to use it. And if you use more than a week in a year, then you get shamed for it. <laughs> what do you think about that there, Six? Sounds like government employment. <laughs> I don't know. I think the private sector is a little harder up on that than the, um, than the uh, government sector, if I had to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's just all around. I think that's just general workplace, though. Most of this stuff. I, I mean, think in government, you'd be like, well, I scheduled it and I'm going peace out. And there wouldn't be any argument about it, right? True. I, have you experienced any of that there, mofo? But no, well, probably not because he's on welfare. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? no, no, not not lately. But I have been at uh, jobs where, in you know, many many moons ago, where it was essentially yes, you are given X number of vacation days or weeks in the course of the year. Um, use them as you see fit. And then you go to use it at a certain time. It's like, well, it's a really busy time for us. Um, we're not saying no, but, you know, they really instill that, hey, like, we, we really need you, quote unquote. Or, uh, oh, do you, oh, we'll have to look and see and check. And they really sort of guilt trip you into it, right? But, I mean, again, I, I still maintain, like, a changing demographic, a changing ideology in terms of work and culture. And COVID has really, you know, I think reset things for a lot of people working from home and how they can bargain with those chips, if you will. I haven't experienced it lately, thankfully. You know, I still am able to, to ultimately get like the vacation, generally speaking, I want and when I want. But I think that there's a lot of people that maybe were starting to experience that. And then with, with COVID, it's like, I think they sort of got the, the power back when it came to like bargaining um, for, you know, terms of employment and so on and so forth. But, you know, I think, I, I don't want to say people are smarter now than they were in the past because that would imply that, you know, people in the past were maybe not educated or so. I'm not saying that. We would say maybe they weren't aware. I think that with be... the power of or the maybe internet, they didn't have, maybe social they didn't have media. The ability, you know? Possibly. Possibly. Or I just think that with the internet and social media and the way people connect ultimately nowadays, people are so in tune with, quote unquote, my rights and what they can get away with, if you will. But likewise, I mean, you know, the employer, the employer, sorry, does keep up on some of this stuff as well. That also makes it easier to share that information. Absolutely. I'm just saying, though, that... I See, think the internet's more than just porn there, mofo. It, I know. You know what? I was looking at videos of scrapyards there in North Dakota, and, and I, I was honestly brides. enlightened. I thought you were looking at boom mics. No, no, that, that <laughs> was not me. But I, I can tell you there that I know uh, I do want to congratulate Six Wild on that recent purchase. But uh, we'll come back to that later. Was that like an 11-inch dildo? 12. 12. 12, 12, 12 sorry. It wasn't we, a man. We go for even. It was, it was like a baby's arm? <laughs> but no, you know what? I, I think going back to the topic here is just that uh, I think I think it's a changing thing. And it, but I... I I thankfully haven't really had an issue recently, but I know that in the past, many moons ago, 
There was definitely times where the employer, as good as they were, would often knowingly or unknowingly perhaps, but I think knowingly sort of apply a little bit of pressure and or try their best to sort of guilt you into, hey, we need you, or hey, it's not really the greatest time. Do you really need to go? Was that a physical pressure? No. Uh, pure, he loves pure physicals. Verbal, pure verbal. They were uh, six ball. I, I don't get too excited. So, okay. So the vacation time, I get that. I'm going to move across the room here. And her little blondie, and we're gonna talk then about the other obstacles that they were talking about. So the other thing that she was mentioning was the fact that they want you to get like a bachelor's degree, but they'll pay you bare minimum by compared to what you should get paid for that job. What is your standing on that? Because I'm sure you've probably faced that from time to time, where they want to pay you a lot less, but you're educate you like you're spending sixty k, and then they want to pay you forty k a year for. It. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, like it's. <sighs> I guess maybe if you're coming like fresh out of school kind of thing. But I mean, if you already have five, <laughs> 10, 15 plus years experience, whether you have that bachelor's degree or whatever, I think that should ultimately come across with experience and pay in that regard. You shouldn't have like 10 plus years experience and starting a job at 40 K like it, you just shouldn't be. Otherwise. Well, it doesn't make sense, right? I understand they got to cut costs where they can, but it doesn't. Well, sound- no, and I mean, like that's the whole point of having a resume to show your experience of like I have X Y Z of this, and that's supposed to ultimately get you more pay because you already have this amount of experience, opposed to Sally that's coming in that's literally fresh out of college or university and has no background. See, this is where I I hate like, is the idea that they want experience, but nobody's willing to give you the try to get experience it is hard yeah if you sometimes like i shouldn't say that i mean sometimes you'll see ads that are like oh like new grads welcome and that's great like because they need some place to start like and yeah if nobody's hiring then how are you going to get break right, the ground so exactly to speak? so yeah like i mean there's obviously but yeah if you honestly already have like i said x number of years experience you should not be starting at the bottom of like the pay grade for sure like i wouldn't so <laughs> i think <laughs> i don't expect someone else to i think personally just to add to that blondie is that if if i were the employer and i'm sitting down to an interview with the employee or the potential employee i think personally i would be gauging you know before i say i am look before i write in an ad you know i am looking for somebody with five or 10 years experience, I'm going to be engaging with that employee or potential employee, I should say, and just trying to gauge their personality. How likely is this person in my you know, perception? How do I think that they're going to be able to pick things up here? Do they show a good work initiative from this initial interview? Do they show that they maybe got like a willingness to learn? What are their past job experiences? Now, it may not have something to specifically do with what they're looking to do here at my company, but these are are there skill sets that maybe could be transferred over or is there skill sets that would be considered an asset, maybe not directly, but indirectly, that in a roundabout way would ultimately, you know, prove them to be an asset here for me. So I don't always know like when an employer puts would like, you know, a minimum, you know, number of years, I think they're almost selling themselves short because I think it comes down to then people either will bullshit on the application and say, oh, I've got, you know, more years and more experience than I ultimately have. I think people bullshit on their applications all the time anyway. Well, I know, but I'm just saying if I was an employer and I'm looking to hire, I think I'd rather open it up and experience the interview than get them in there and then find out, fuck, what have I done, right? So 
just to say that. And then in terms of like from the pay structure side, I think again, like the employee, you know, obviously the employer does have a set number of budget to work within. But I think the employee has to, you know, know their value, know what they're worth and go in with a certain level of confidence so that when they are in that interview or discussing a financial compensation for their skill set, I think they have to know their self-worth, know like their capabilities as to what they are capable of and what they can accomplish and then likewise their current skill set but past skill sets that they have acquired because there is a certain cost benefit that would come with that and I think that <clears> people <throat> need to be very much in tune with themselves and not be afraid to speak up when they're coming to discuss financial compensation. I think for a lot of people still personally, it is almost like a delicate or an awkward conversation for some to really have. And they might say in their mind, I think I'm at least worth 75,000. But when the employer is sitting across the table and says, okay, what do you think you're worth? You know, a 60,000 or 65,000 maybe sort of trickles out of their mouth because they're, they're, they're nervous. They don't want to blow things, <laughs> quote to speak, or they don't want to uh, risk maybe not getting the job. Some of the problems I've heard nowadays too, though, with some of that is people who uh, maybe they kind of over they overestimate their own worth, you know. And uh, so, I mean, it, it's that's that's becoming more of a common thing now, where it's like, well, I'm worth this, and I won't do it for less. I'm worth this, and I won't do it for yeah, less. But again, so then, then they that's won't. Where, like as an example, if I'm the employer, yeah, they gotta, to they gotta. You're, you're looking to work at my fab shop. <clears throat> no problem. Come on in the back here. I got some aluminum pipe. I want you to weld up. And then over there, we're gonna, no, I'm just saying. I got give, some give aluminum pipe. Over no, you I'm like to get piped. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is this, is that like, uh, you know, you also got to understand that I, or at least I think people should understand is that certain jobs have certain worths too. I mean, like realistically and to kind of give some perspective on where I'm going with this here, you know, I look at uh, someone I know real well who. They went to school. They got a master's with honors in science and microbiology studying fish disease. They're not studying fish disease right now. They're working in a lab as a lab tech making, I don't know, maybe 70000 a year. I can tell you they spent far more than on their education. But they're working in that field because that's where they want to be. They understand the worth and the value of the field. They understand that they're not going to get paid $200,000, $300,000 a year to do that job. But... They see value in the job itself and they've accepted the worth or the cost of what that job is going to pay them. But there are those who go out, they get the education and right off the hop coming right out of school. They're delusional in the sense that they think they're Einstein and that they're going to be making some fortune somewhere that doesn't exist in some field that doesn't exist. So I, uh, I know one field you couldn't lie in your application about certain things. You guys want to know what, what that, what that might be? Porn? I was thinking about it. it's like yeah, how many yeah. times were uh, how many times were you deny there, John? <clears throat> well, it's because it was too big. Apparently, uh, nobody wants their wife all stretched out. <laughs> you know, just be thankful that your kids call you dad. Oh, I'm blessed every day. <laughs> you know, I just want, I do want to hit on something Six Wilder said though. When you when you talked with that, the one thing I was thinking about instantaneously when you said about someone you know just coming out of school and thinking that they're worth X versus someone that's gone to school for seven or eight years coming in and, and maybe not getting what they think they should be after all that school is you look at, as an example, what some of our people in the medical field are making after, you know, four, five, seven, eight years of, you know, 
various med school or nursing programs or what have you. And then with full respect, of course, I understand, but then you have full, you know, athletes, good, very good at what they do. No argument. They've just come out of high school. They've been drafted or whatever. They're maybe or a first year <laughs> college, university, whatever. And they're signing, you know, what to the average person would be like a pretty big, you know, initial rookie contract or such, right? So I think like there is validity to what you're saying to a certain degree but then i sometimes think our society has some things real backwards so how do you correct this how I do think, you correct the overvaluation they're just, they're just gen they're all just jealous of my f- uh funeral toke uh business that i've got going on that's all it is <laughs> to be honest john, I, I think it's up in smoke bud i don't yeah, think i don't it. think you ever get that genie back in the bottle john to be honest no i really don't i think like as an example, once athletes, you know, are expected, this is what I'm going to make as, you know. Well, and don't forget those athletes back in the day. I mean, take hockey, for example. Back in the day, you played for your hometown. It was a thing of pride. There was no money involved in playing in those sports. That came after the fact, right? Those, even you look at college ball, right? Like there was no sponsorships. There was no like uh, dollar value assigned to players, and now that's becoming a thing because people want to make money off this stuff, and we're willing to put a value. I think that we as society, and I think this is kind of where you were going with that, is that we've overvalued certain things while we've undervalued other things. Well, I seen the TikTok, and it kind of summed it up for me best. And it was like, when we start giving millions of dollars to TikTok influencers, meanwhile, there's people in construction that are putting buildings and houses together and they're making far less than that person. Well, they can't has. afford to live in the homes that they're building. Yeah. To I me, that that's a politician that's that nuts. posted that video. Mm, I, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe maybe they a, were one of the first ones. I, I, I didn't see I think see it was a, a prime minister candidate that may have uh, posted that in a video. And then like spent $9.8 on starting to renovate his... Uh, Oh, anyways, uh, I meant a conservative one, but anyway, oh, well, yeah, um, I could see that being a problem. I think, uh, you know, not going into politics is probably the best way of going right now, especially with the, uh, the cap on being able to talk because you're not allowed real freedom of speech. And I can say that freely because I don't give a fuck. But, um, when it comes down to it, I just find it amazing that some of us really overvalue ourselves for nothing. And the ones that don't value ourselves enough are the ones that really are providing to society, whether it's a truck driver, most worth truck driver construction, you know, I even say, you know, cleaners and, uh, you know, professional drivers and and like all these different places. Like if they were not there in place, trades. Yeah. Trades. Definitely. You know, whether it's a welder or it's when a plumber. When I was a kid, or, that was a big deal. It was a big thing to well, be still in a is. trade. And it, still still is, it still is, but you don't hear it talked about nearly as much. Well, because it's not cool, It's you know. And yeah, the, the idea that I'm going to, you know, be Mr. Rooter, clean the shitter, and <laughs> I'm going to make like $50 or $300 today, but the person shaking their ass, man, woman, or otherwise, on TikTok is going to make 50000 Yep. That's That's a hard pill to swallow. It's like, well... I'm making sure that you have somewhere to squat. You know what I mean? And you're just squatting on a camera in front of a tripod. There's a problem with this. And if you don't agree with me, you're, you're welcome to turn this podcast off. But I, I don't think I'm wrong. And I think no. society's completely <clears throat> kind of tipped up uh, upside down right now. I think it's kind of fucked up. It goes back to that double-edged sword with technology, you know, like I said. Yes. You know, <laughs> what's the day? It's 
But again, we're the ones that give power to this. We're the ones that give power to this because we're the ones that are willing. So. No, we are because we're the ones that are willing to subscribe to TikTok. We're the ones that are willing to subscribe to these videos and watch like complete. But zombies. hang on, going back to the whole idea of control that we've talked a couple episodes about or before about. I have this running theory that it's it's easier to dumbfound us than it is to be truthful. So I think social media companies are paid to pay people that have influence but aren't really spewing out any truth or, or anything real. Mm. And then when they're getting big, it creates this the structure of jealousy. And I don't think there's Of course it does. I think there's there's some initial back pay, you know, <clears throat> there's someone kind of like fueling this on purpose, if you will. I'll be honest with you. I mean, like, and I've, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, right? Like, uh, so I know, I know a couple of guys, YouTubers through individuals and these people are fairly well known. They're fairly well famous. And I can tell you like some of the stories I've heard and it's like one, I remember one of them talking like, why am I even doing this? Like, I don't want to do this because you've got people literally like they're, they've got like this weird celebrity status being YouTube famous. There's people following them around. There's people showing up at things, events, and like trying to get pictures of their families and stuff. And they're like, they don't, they didn't ask for any of that. They didn't want any of that, but they kind of unintentionally invited that into their lives just by the nature of what it is they do for a living, you know? Yeah. And, uh, Again, they only got that status because we all took, at some point, people took the time to pay attention. You only get that status if you get the followers. And for people to follow you, you have to be posting the content. So we, as society, have chosen to follow. We, as society, have chosen to observe these images, these things, these videos. And uh, we, as society, have given it power just by... By association. We're guilty by association. We're guilty by subscribing. We're guilty by watching at that point. You know? I guess we are, but I if you look at the next generation that's coming after us, they don't know any better. So I kind of look at it from that perspective. And I know we're kind of going off topic, but I, I really feel that, you know, if we actually mm. weren't paying hockey players or NBA players and we were paying like, I don't know, our military that it's like, you know, <laughs> the they're getting underfunded. Killed. Yeah. Or like, you know, the trades like we're speaking of, yeah. like that guy that's climbing out on top of a, a crane, a wind turbine, if you will, and we're sure. replacing that fucking massive blade yeah. or like the guy that's, you know, helping to make solar panels or maybe the guy that's on the line. Like, although there is a good deal Digging that just went in a for mine GM. to get some cobalt for these batteries to power and these ET, these ETs. That's a whole nother conversation we will have in the future about cobalt and um stuff of that nature but yeah i find that the jobs where people are actually putting themselves in danger real danger are getting paid pennies on the dollar and the guys on tiktok or any form of ins uh i was gonna only say fans. Fans, but yeah only fans is another perfect example selling feet pictures and making 30k a week like to me it's nuts I don't know. Porn's a little bit different. I'm you're giving joking. something up. I'm just joking. You're you're giving something up. Like if someone oh, hits your bonus yeah. hole, you're never you're gonna be wearing a diaper <laughs> at sixty, right? Let's be honest for a second. Your life is not the same. No, you're gonna be. You know. Yeah. You can't do a jumping jacks without pissing yourself. <laughs> are, are you speaking from experience? Well, try just, having a baby and do that. Bingo. Starts, see? It all starts falling out. <laughs> On the next OnlyFans with Blondie. <laughs> but that's another example of social media gone wild, right? So I just feel like the money is disproportionately in the wrong area. I know 
a lot of people see it in other social areas, but I think a lot of it comes down to how we're removing money, right? And I think social media companies are just an asset that are being helped to move money and attention in such a way that we're not actually dealing with what should be happening, right? It's another like, distraction. Well, of course it is. Yeah. And like, you want to do that more than you want to work, right? So that's becoming a problem. And like, if we go even down the rabbit hole a little further, the idea of basic um, universal income to me is discouraging. And I don't think we should ever consider it. I think the idea of paying someone so that they can just hang out. Do nothing. Yeah. Like you, like. I'd like to get paid to do nothing. Well, where's the motivation come in? <clears throat> but well, yeah, that's where companies exactly. are going to suffer and they're going to have a hard time hiring because you're going to have this and people are like, well. But then you got the whole question too of automation. I mean, with the more that we use AI, the more that this technology evolves, the more that we automate our processes. I Singularity is too at, late. At some point, but, but that's my point is we're getting into an, a whole new territory. We're going into uncharted waters. We're getting to a stage in life where it's like, what are we going to pay people for? How are people going to make money? Is money going to become completely devalued in the future because of all these processes that we've now created? And then when Skynet goes active and we all... I'm just kidding. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I'm oh, sorry. I got and excited there. it fucks there. everybody in the ass. Q Miles Dyson. <laughs> Skynet so. the... I think though, like it, to that point though, there's as well is I think also there's jobs that people will do in the future that haven't even been created yet. There'll be courses that <clears throat> young people will take. I think there's going to be various trade programs. But maybe we've been doing this wrong. Or, okay, enlighten me. So maybe we've been doing this all wrong. You humans have been doing this all wrong. We're not made. I don't think to necessarily work. We're we're doing stuff that's not necessarily for us so maybe when the machines take over and power and i think i've said this once before but i'll say it again we can go back to being what we are we're animals we're social animals right whether you've had a vasectomy and you're shooting blanks or you're making a baby factory out of the whole neighborhood hunters and gatherers is not here so he shouldn't well he doesn't he doesn't matter we haven't even mentioned the blue pill once because he's chewing them all on us in the last two episodes here but I, I really do believe at the core of it, we are animals. We're sophisticated animals. We need to go back to our roots and maybe like, you know, hang out with our family, go see sunsets, go see sunrises. Go. Well, they wouldn't necessarily have families. I mean, maybe they would just be roaming and, you know, mating season comes and then that's it. They're off. We're on not their own. fucking squirrels, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like wolves or bears or something. But anyway, I'm just saying, I think. The universal basic income, even though we're going further away from the original uh, subject at hand, I don't think it's a good idea. I think uh, private businesses would agree it's going to unmotivate us so that we want to be lazier. And we won't create anything new. And that's some of the, like, if you have, this is where capitalism is beautiful because if you have something to strive for and you create it, you become rich because of it, right? So there's good incentive. So I guess creatively, if you're going to do social media, I understand some aspects of it. But if everybody's doing the same thing, it doesn't make sense. That's what it breaks down to as far as I'm concerned. So true. when we're talking about the corporate math here, who agrees with this lady Robin for the most part? Some of it was cynical, of course. But like the idea of not receiving emails after five, which was a law that was passed recently in Canada. The idea that we're not quietly quitting. We're just doing what we're getting paid for. I mean, if you're not going to be climbing the corporate ladder, why would you be doing more than expected? Well, I still think even still, I mean, why are you doing more than than what's expected? Period. I mean, this is the job. This is what you get paid for. Do it well, and that's what you get promoted for. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. 
I'm on board with it. How are you there, Blundy? Yeah, I mean, like I said, if something that like you go the extra mile or whatever, like every once in a while, not expected to do like if your regular hours are a nine to five, they don't expect you to still be working at six o'clock at night or Bingo. returning emails or phone messages or whatever the case is or texts. I know in my own job, like I have a work, specifically a work cell phone. And it's like, okay, well, once that five o'clock time starts or hits, it's like, all right, I basically wash my hands of it till the next day. Yes. So yeah, like that's what I'm paid to do. That's what I'm going to do. Like, yeah, maybe the odd time I would reply to something, but I'm not going to make a habit of it. Good. So. What about you there, Mofo? I, I know you don't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I just. Uh, Watch Pornhub all day. Yeah, not in the standard industries. I think though, yeah. I think the bigger thing is not so much nowadays the working more at the physical job or at the office. Um, I think a lot of it is more, it, it's the, it's the social side of it in terms of the emails. It's the, you know, um, corporate night out or it's whatever, where the, the department or the area is going to do something, a team building exercise. You're sort of you're pressured to be there. Even if you've got something on and it's on your own thing, it's like, well, you're not being paid, but everyone's going. You're expected so to sort of be there. And this person from HR is going to be there. You should really be there. And then between that and the, the emails and stuff that you might get on a personal device or a work phone, I think the pressure is quietly applied there. And I think that's more the issue than, you know, having to say physically sit in the office for an extra hour. And I think it's all the stuff that it's it slowly creeps in. It feels like it's not really invasive. Oh, it's part of the job. It's, it's not really doesn't bother me. But it does start to get to a point where it creeps in so drastically that it actually does take hold of your life. So you agree with Robin? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> when it all boils down, I think. No, uh, a certain degree, of course. I think I think so. I think the idea is, is asinine that. Uh, what does uh, Robin drive? Let's start with that. Um, <laughs> Not a dart. She uh, sits in a, in a bus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately I agree with Robin in the sense that you know, we shouldn't be doing more than we're paid for. The idea of, uh, you know, if corporate uh, entities are making more money by having you out of the office. I think the only reason to push and have you back in the office is because of rental costs for those facilities that they've got long-term contracts for. But I can't say I necessarily agree with the idea of bringing people back in, especially with everything that happened with COVID and everybody uh, moving away from major cities and stuff because they don't want to be around people. That probably was just something that was a reality of, of what they felt to begin with. So ultimately, uh, like I said, I agree with Robin as well. And that's all that there is about that. Blondie, Six Wild, Motorsports Mofo. Thanks, motherfuckers, for being on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> You're welcome. A wise person once told me nobody likes to tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep. Go deep.